0: I've been, yeah. This is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. This is me, Kev Dillon, Aaron Jew, Lee Cadman and Craig Pinches. Today we're talking about Should Men Cry? Well, this week's been a bit of an emotional week for me, straight off. My little girl's had um, tonsillitis, but we didn't know at that time. She was burning up with temperatures and she was having... ..not seizures, but she was delirious. So we had to take her up to the hospital where, thank God, it was just tonsillitis... Then on Saturday, we did the Open at the Lions Boxing Club. But it was also the memorial of one of our boxers, Thomas Hickenbottom, who tragically died at the age of 14. So I was going through a lot of emotions there. But by chance, I got in touch with his dad, Joe and Danny Hickenbottom, and they both come up to the day. And I was so emotional about Danny Hickenbottom, who lost his brother at the age of 11, and seeing him now as a grown man with his own two children... So on all three occasions this week, I could have easily cried, and you know what? It's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to feel like you're gonna cry, and you know what? It's okay when you do cry. I mean, last week, what me and Lee touched on, his child um, being disabled, and that was constantly in my mind, thinking about God forbid that Jasmine had meningitis as I did, or that something went wrong, but by the grace of God, or whatever you believe in, it was only something silly. Lads, any feedback on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it can be very emotional, as I say with my daughter. You can you can find that you do feel like crying. For me, I think um, I think there's a time for it, is what I find. um, Because we're in some situations with my daughter where it just it's not the right time to do it. You know, as men, I feel sometimes you do have to be the stronger person and kind of hold it together a bit more. Yeah, that's kinda of my I think that's
2: I think that's it's quite the old fashioned way of thinking. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> us as being being traditional men, I suppose, that we've gotta be the rock, we've gotta be this. You know, I'm quite an emotional guy. And I always show it and I didn't for years, you know, I didn't cry for years and I I actually thought I'd lost all touch of any emotions and feelings, you know. Um but of of late, like the past few years, I have cried and um, it in front of my partner very rarely or to myself, you know, I'll, I'll cry to myself. You know, and usually it's last thing at night when, when things are meeting me, when I've spent the day just working and grinding and trying to do something when my son's wanted to play, and then I've cried with guilt. Or, you know, you can cry with shame when things have not worked out. I, I'll cry, you know. Men should cry.
0: I was away in uh, Mexico and on the flip coin, Jasmine was um, in the kids' club and she got on stage and she was dancing and... And uh, I got in the front row Centre and I got to see it. For the first time, I actually saw it perform and I was sobbing my heart out. Kate being the loving wife, she was going, ''Shut up, you're embarrassing me.'' (laughs) But I was that happy. I couldn't contain myself and why should I? Why should I be ashamed of crying? I'm very blessed, my dad. Very strong man who knows Bob Dylan. Very tough man, very fair man. Mm. But he's a crier. Some days you'll walk into the house and a, a sad movie will be on. And he sat there, having a belly full of crying. And so I'm so lucky, me and Richard are, to have seen a man who everyone respects in the area being so in tune with his emotions. Whereas a lot of people aren't like that. They're brought up with the stereotypical man of, hold it together, son. And Whereas I was blessed, and I am blessed, and that's how I want Jasmine. And when I'm teaching up here, I say to the lads, when they've lost a the bet and they have a cry, I say, if you didn't cry, it means you didn't want it hard enough. You should have that emotion of, I'm so sad I haven't done it, so have a cry. But then, once you've had a cry, when you've had a loss, as in a competition, then you learn from it. Mm. But at the time, ride the wave.
3: Just to add my little bit to that, I'm more like Craig in terms of I'm probably the most emotional guy you'll ever meet. (laughs) Uh, Literally, I I could be watching X Factor, mate, and I'm, I'm crying. So I ain't got kids at the minute. But just seeing people happy makes me... It makes me emotional It makes me choked up seeing people sad so i've always grown up with that thing as thinking i was weird or different but then when i started to realize actually it was actually became my gift my strength the reason that i could be empathetic towards people or feel people's pain and i was able to connect with people but i just want to do if you don't mind i just want to go back to lee what you were saying and obviously you said there's different circumstances where you feel that you have to feel like you can't cry.
1: I mean, you've, you, uh, uh, to give you an understanding mm. of that, I do that at certain points, usually to do my daughter's care when I don't want to worry my partner more okay. than she already is. if mm-hmm. that makes sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I try and actually, this I suppose it's a fake. It this is not as bad as right. is, as it is. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't. A, I think it's more to do. That's what I mean by a time and, and a place. Stuff.
0: But that's a very mild provider, isn't it? We're very strong it at the is. time. Make sure everyone, all our flocks are right. And then when they've gone, we break down. Yeah. And I think that is so common. But we, we're ashamed of crying. We're ashamed of feeling weak. We're ashamed of hurting.
1: For me, it's not a shame at that point. It's, it is just trying to make a situation not seem as bad as it is. Mm. Um especially when my children are there as well mm-hmm. you know my children have been in the, my other two have been in the hospital at that mm-hmm. point and you don't want to project your worry onto them if mm-hmm. they see me crying basically they know it's really
0: yeah.
1: serious even though it is really serious you don't want them to to, I mean, the, to worry that makes like sense. you do yeah.
2: they say that they say real men cry mm. you know and i think how i interpret that is you've you've got to be you gotta be some kind of man or have something about you to allow yourself to project those vulnerabilities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, you know it speaks a lot for yourself if you if you force yourself not to cry. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a release valve. You know, you've got to you you've got to express that emotion. But are we just talking now, um about tears of, of sorrow? Or are we talking tears of joy? Because there's, there's a differentiation of, I get both. <laughs> of emotions. Yeah, so not. yeah, Do, are, are you ashamed to cry in joy? Mm. If, if you don't want to cry and, and express your vulnerabilities in sorrow or in, in crisis,
3: would you cry in joy? Or mm. would you be embarrassed to cry in joy? Do you think, I think it's more acceptable, and this again could just be from my, say, my culture and the people around me, to cry in joy yeah. as opposed to sorrow. I think personally, I'm not sure what. It, yeah, I agree. Because if
0: you joy, cause you're that happy, your daughter or your yeah, you just has gotten it. married. Or you It's always... It's acceptable um,
3: yeah. in that moment, isn't it?
0: But if you cry... And some days, I mean, I've had them them horrible nightmares and you wake up and you're sobbing or sometimes the world is... And you feel embarrassed to tell your wife or your mates about it because you seem like a, a wimp or a wuss. Whereas we've all had it. And uh, I've taught some very, very tough men over the years up here... And it's so common, so common. And by the grace of God, it's coming to the light now that men do feel like this. And I think by more people talking about it, it has become more acceptable. But I fully agree what you're saying. Like I remember when Connor Jones won the ABAs um, when he was 12, me and his dad were sobbing. We were that happy. We were sobbing around a gym full of, but if he'd have lost, and I'd have cried. I'd have
3: looked peculiar. But you would have felt you had to hold it together.
0: Hold it together.
2: Because you you understand that yeah you might not have how you would have reacted there you you'd have cried with joy but if you'd have cried in sorrow that that would have sort of disabled your ability to then say you know what next year what, yeah. we'll do it why have you why have you cried then if you think we can do it next year you know so I suppose that would sort of contradict the the way you train training I mean I'm just I'm just no it's right pin, you know there yeah
0: you have to show that you're a gracious winner and a gracious loser but that's that's in a competition. But in infra- for and which does matter. But for the realist stuff, I do agree with Lee. At the same time, Absolutely. sometimes like uh, they say, fear or emotions like having a shit. There's a time and a place to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. um, I, th- I think
3: you've hit the nail on in the head there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that analogy. <laughs> but it's right. It's, it's right to be able to go and have a cry. But don't be ashamed of it. But don't necessarily fall down in the middle of Morrison's kicking your feet. Mm that's not an endorsement by the way there are other supermarkets available
3: (laughs) who knows there might be our sponsors affiliate marketing absolutely Um, so thinking ideally to give like the listeners some value or something that they can maybe take away what would you say kev as a coach to say a guy either in his teenage years or growing up he's experiencing something i mean I'm just playing devil's advocate here because there's not gonna be somebody listening and hearing four guys saying it's okay to cry and then just think, okay, fine, I'll just start crying when I feel. Mm. sad. obviously there's a yeah. process to it. Because the first time you have got that bit of, you know, looking over your shoulder or feeling a bit anxious or how am I going to be judged. I mean, I think it's a great thing that you've got you've mentioned the boxers because I think boxers, when you first think boxer, you think athlete, you think strong, you think tough. So if we can just say look, it's a vulnerability, but it's also a strength showing that. I mean, have you got any words of advice or
0: own your emotions. Own it. Um, when you lose, have a tear in your eye. Then go somewhere, get someone you care about, then let it roll. Be it going to the car or going somewhere, but also have dignity in defeat. Go over to the person who's beat you, shook his, shake his hand, do a bit of an AJ, congratulations, next time I'm going to beat you. <laughs> then go to your change room, go to your car, go to somewhere, have a belly full. And if you are feeling down, tell someone who you can trust that you're feeling down, someone strong who you can lean on and hopefully they'll pick you back up or even stop you from falling all the way over.
1: I always remember um, Ricky Atten's last fight and actually when he came out the ring, he lost that fight and on live TV, he was he was crying, you know, mm. was really, and he was crying actually, I think if you listen to the interview, for two reasons, for joy that he he got himself back into that position because he'd had troubles before yeah, that, you know, absolutely. I think they, they're documented all over, but secondly that he had lost. And actually doing that he got a lot of praise in the end for for being that emotional on on tv and crying you know i think it's a big thing for people to do that yeah you know it's the end of the day these things are emotional times he'd worked his way back to that point and it's an emotional point and, and
0: Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know football. He's just... one of the most famous examples of it. Yeah. But the country loved him because they they could see in that moment, mm. with the snot bubbles and the tears, <laughs> how much he yeah. genuinely wanted the win. It's
2: passion as well. Well, I'm it? I'm not into football at all. No, you know, never I mean. am I?
0: I'm i surprised I knew Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, i was
2: thinking of him when you, just as you said him, but. It, it sort of, like, football's a big thing for that because, mm. like you said before, if you don't cry, did you want it enough? Mm. Look at football when, like, England get knocked out of the World Cup. Not that it happens often every four years, is it? <laughs> you know what i you, you, you know... How many of them cry? Mm. You know, if there's a penalty shooter, how many of them cry? And it's just a, it's, it's a natural emotional response when you, when you put your heart and soul into something, you're gonna expect tears.
1: It's, it's funny how it's know. acceptable because you mentioned football there. Mm. A lot of times when England architect, you look around the crowd at the blokes yeah, crying, and, and at that point, actually mm. that's...
0: People you've you mean, never
2: you
1: met. That's kind of yeah, they're, that's they're the same Science. blokes,
2: the manly blokes. So <laughs> if you give thought, I'm, oh, man up, Yeah. Your te- you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're, they're the same blokes, but they'll cry over a game. Yeah. So. But
0: you're, you're watching a team. But that, well, that comes back to pack mentality. Mm, yeah. If the man next to you is crying, yeah. you feel like you can cry. But you come back and say, um, "My daughter's really poorly," and they'll go, "Well, uh, she'll be all right." Or, or. The classic thing is, they say, bugger all, and they just walk off. And they... My, I, my dad's died, And instead of phoning up saying, how are you, champ, they just don't phone because they don't know what to say, because they don't want that awkward conversation of you blubbering down the phone, whereas that's all you want. You want someone, a good old friend. I remember one of my best friends in the world, Quentin Hillocks, when Annie Self died, and he phoned me up at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I said, what are you doing? My soul's phoned me up. He goes, I knew you couldn't sleep, bruv, so I thought I'd just give you a call. That's love. To know that I was in that much pain and firming up in the middle of knowing each other. And I've been very blessed with that circle of friends. But how many of us haven't had that? It's
2: awkward to do because there's no, quite often there's no reasoning with emotion. No. You feel what you feel. You know, you can reason with, with a thought process with your different anatomy, you know what I mean? You, you can't reason with emotion because you can't tell someone, you can't try and convince someone how to feel. No. You can try and convince them how to think, which in turn leads them to feel a different way. But you can't convince them how to feel. That's that's what I believe anyway.
0: But they say you can't fall. Uh, you can't step into love. You can only fall into love, and that's a bit like um, dread—the dread of something or the emotion of crying. It could be um, you've had so much stuff happen, and that one little thing pushed you over. And Nick Davis, who's an NLP practitioner, he says he's collecting stamps. And one day, that book just gets full of stamps and you throw the book at someone. And that can be with aggression or just having a bloody good cry. Everything could have just got on top of you and someone says, look at your big ear gits. And you go, oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm not crying about the insult because I have got big ears, but it's the the uh, the build-up of... It's Shit. the pin that bursts
3: the balloon, I suppose. Yeah, the eh? pin that bursts the balloon. It's funny, actually, just before we started this, I was doing, um, I did a quick Google search, and I'm always interested in science. So they actually said there were studies that had recently come out, only a couple of years ago, that up until the age of five, from infancy to five, obviously you guys can probably contest as parents, they say boys are actually more emotional than girls in terms of they're more um, expressive, they want to be picked up more, they're a little bit more fussy. And they were saying it's actually from that age onwards, probably when you go to school and then your friends—they'll call you a girl if you cry, for example, or you know you've got those older male figures who are telling you crying's for women or whatever. I think that's where it changes. So it's really interesting because actually we're programmed to be a sensitive—you know, like a baby boy and a baby girl will still cry. Mm. Yeah. So it's interesting that something shifts there.
0: So society changes society us.
3: Yeah, and society that causes them men to obviously suppress our emotions and then hence have. Four grown men sitting around a microphone speaking about should men cry. That, con- that's the problem of it, isn't it's oh, it? It's conditioning. It, yeah. should, it shouldn't I've be a topic, heard. should it? Absolutely, you? it shouldn't, yeah. But it is, mm-hmm. sadly.
2: It's programming, when, when, when
3: programmable, you
2: know, and Absolutely. like you say, Absolutely. from that age, you're being programmed as, as a male to, well, I better not cry, I better not <laughs> wear <laughs> pink, I better not do this, I better not do that, I better not express any kind of but emotion. No cars, stereotypes. Exactly, it's stereotyping. You fall into that, even though you feel. I mean, me, thinking back to when I was like 14, 15, the people I grew up with, you know, there was a lot of instances where I sort of felt embarrassed by some of the things my dad said to I used to sing, you know, I used to sing with my uncle. And it was rock and roll and it was up at pub. I was about 14 years of age. You know, I've been singing with him since I was seven. And I remember the once I came down um, from from the pub, because my uncle owned it at the time, running it at the time, and my friends met me down the street and they said, You've been up there singing Elvis, huh? And they took the absolute piece out of me. And I remember going into my dad and having a go to him and say, why have you told him I'm singing? Why have you told... You know, because of that peer pressure. So that going back to when you're young and not wanting your friends to think a certain kind of way, yeah, will program you to act a lot differently.
0: How many things you know? we haven't done through life by the fear of being ridiculed. Yeah. And I think that's for every boy, girl, woman who's listened to this, how many things have we not done by the fear of being teased? And what do we do when we're teased? We cry. Yeah. You know, and that's the most fundamental, that's the biggest thing. The reason why we don't do stuff is by the fear of either failing, but really, um, if I could take one of you lads and say, we're going to Australia and no-one's ever going to know about this and whatever you want to do, being a singer or horse rider or a ballerina, and no-one's ever going to know we probably snap his hand off, saying, as long as no one finds out, as long as them lads stand the lines, never find yeah. out, I'm gonna go. But that's not the real world, because we're always fine, especially in this two thousand era, whatever we call it nowadays, where everything is filmed, everything is published. Yeah. So like when I was growing up in pubs, it was great. Cause you do some outrageously daft things. And you'd walk in, yeah. cringing, thinking, I hope to okay. God he don't said nothing. But everyone in the pub did it. Nowadays, they were just as pissed. They were just as pissed, <laughs> Running around with their pants down, Absolutely. jumping up, singing <laughs> Dolly Parton. What pub was that, careful? <laughs> <laughs> I won't say. I say. <laughs> but nowadays, because everyone has got a camera phone and an Instagram, we are held back because of that ridicule. Do you you know, maybe
2: that's, we change it. That That's... That's an interesting point because i say that. I used to DJ, started DJing in 2008. You know, your wedding, your function DJ and so forth. Like and I used to have a good night. You know, my first gig, we'd played an Halloween gig and we had like 160 people in this pub. Everyone dancing, everyone loving it. Yet, you know, like why I quit DJing is because I started DJ. De- like I'd be DJing and no one would be dancing. Mm. The dance floor would be empty. And that's because every time someone would get up, they're called dancing. Yeah. The majority of us can't dance, you know what I mean? Well, well especially me. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll throw our arms and legs about. Should men but dance. <laughs> yeah, that's the no. next to you for should men that's dance. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I found what killed that is as soon as someone dances, boom, Facebook Live. Yeah. Or boom, video and you don't want to relive it. You want to enjoy the moment yeah. and you take it for what it is, but you don't want to
0: relive it in ridicule. No. You don't mind
2: reliving it for a laugh twenty yeah. years now, hell, it's peaceful alright but not in ridicule every day because it's relentless.
0: But the heart of the pub was that Friday night. You'd have a shit DJ on and they were playing Abba. Me, probably. Abba. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd, 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 you'd have burly blokes dancing to, um, I don't know, Sweet Home, California. And it was great because it was just
3: a laugh. So, so thinking back to what Lee was saying then, it was a how do we change it? Obviously, we can't as for right now just change it, but if we could give something in terms of advice or what it is. I mean, for me, sometimes it is as simple as not giving a shit what people think. And, you know, we read that, we say, and we sometimes, we even believe it for a moment until we have to do something, and we're a bit like, actually, I might just leave that kind of thing. But if we could genuinely stop. So what I do is, um, going off on a bit of a tangent, so when I started public speaking, I used to be anxious as hell anyway. I was already a shy kid. And the thought of speaking in front of people, something that, Kev, you can do, you know, in your sleep, was just scaring me and I read this thing and it was quite um, it was quite piercing actually. It says, you're that insignificant in a world of like seven billion people. Nobody really gives a shit mm-hmm. about you. And it's funny because th- hearing that actually, it made me reflect and I thought, why, why I've got this ego about like people really caring how I look or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I kind of stopped giving a shit about that, it's as weird as it sounds. And then my public speaking got so much better because I was more concerned then with sending the message out to hopefully change a few people's lives. So I think if we can just live by that, genuinely like not giving a shit, oh okay, your family and your friends all care about you, but on the grand scheme of things, most of these people, that they don't really care about you. We think they do, we think they're going to point the finger at us and put yeah. us live on Instagram or something, but everyone's got their own problems. So really, we need to kind of find that, almost like taking the shackles off, if that makes sense. I think I think people know, you, like you say, you
2: know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, people think... Oh they're looking at me and oh they think this of me and oh they think that when really they're probably not. Absolutely. In the twenty-first century and especially in, in this day and age with camera phones that people are more interested in looking and hating themselves damn selves mm. they even got time to notice you. They might say things out of spite but with, with no substance to it. You know, but that will mean a lot to you. So like you say, you've just got to take the shackles off them. and a bit cliche, but live life for you. Yeah. Be who you're going to be,
0: Absolutely. you know? Well, my mum used to say the same to me when I was in my dark days. You're as good as anyone and better than most. And that used to pick me up a lot. You're as good as anyone and better than most. And that's right. No-one is better than you. They might be better at things like than me. But he's not a better person. And quite frankly, without being judgmental, you know, you're better than most.
2: Play to your strengths, like you say. Yeah. If, you, if your strength comes from... Going back to crying, if your strength comes from regularly crying and expressing that emotion to yourself or to someone else, play to that. That's working for you. You know what I mean. You, you're not going to be ashamed, ashamed to do that. But you got to play to your strengths, like Kev said. You, you might not be, you might not be as good at me at, at writing songs, but I'm probably not as good at you with at, at public speaking. You know what I mean? Play to your strengths.
0: And if you enjoy doing it, be it boxing or ballet, or if you love Star Trek. Do that because a lot of people I've met throughout my life, they're so miserable because they're not doing what they want to do with their life. They d- they're not with the right partner. They they're gay and they've never come out, or their their dad is desperate for them to box, where well, all he wants to do is go and kick a football around. So you've got to do what makes you happy, because life is a journey, and it's not about the dens- destination. It's the journey that takes you
1: there. I think sometimes you've got to remember as well, you'll soon be yesterday's news. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's such a fast-moving world now that if you do do something stupid or if someone is ridiculing you, it's, it's, they'll be on to the next person. All because you got to do is set up. your
2: mate up and film him so he can have a bit of ridicule. Les Brown said, I've listened to a lot of Les Brown lately, even, even more so, now, and he said something like, don't worry about what people think and say about you. They're going to think and say it about you anyway. You know what I mean? Regardless of how much you worry, they're going to say it and think it.
0: And within three generations, you've forgotten altogether anyway. Unless you're famous. <laughs> if you think, after your grandparents, Exactly. you are forgotten. So <laughs> give it a hundred years and it do not really matter what you've done. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I think that's why, like, looking at like, primary school now, I was sort of bullied in primary school. Quite, quite a cowardly art, you know what I mean Not just not a fighter it's not, not me I, I was bullied in primary school and thinking back to then yeah it was a, a shit time yeah. I'm still here yeah. I'm still alive I'm still trying to push to benefit society and spread a message or you know even just doing this podcast with you guys shows that that day break me yeah Mm. when i was seven eight nine ten eleven that didn't break me yes it was painful mm. but i'm here now at 30 nearly 31 years of age sitting with you guys laying out vulnerabilities for people to listen to and that's what you got to think how many times have you been through something shit, and for this is a tough time i can't do it i can't I can't, survive. I can't survive ten years later you're still here surviving
1: even more shit.
0: you do no. carry that stuff with you without you a doubt you, you do,
1: do but that also gives you experience
0: yeah, yeah. And that's the greatest form of knowledge, isn't it? Experience. It's
2: a callus, mate. That's a, it's building up calluses. That's that's where it is. So yeah, he's picked on me. Boom, callus on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hope I that bill. callus on your hand. Yeah, I struggled there. It's it's toughening your skin.
0: You Does know, it your skin, your skin, and your soul. It's
2: either going to toughen your skin, or it's going to deteriorate. Yeah, you're either going to be sugar and water, or you're going to be a plant. You know, and it's, yeah. y- you can either dissolve in the troubles and and let it consume you, or you can grow from them, and that's. I think that's what you need to look at yourself. It's, it's,
1: I think you can go the other way, though, can't you? You can be too tough with it. I mm. think that's what the, the whole podcast is today. Absolutely. You know, um, you can you can take that many knocks and toughen up that much that you don't show anything. Mm. Um, I yeah. think you've got to be wary of that.
0: But I think that's the, the cliche kind of thing, is you've got to be tough, but you've also... Because you've got to have that toughness, but you've also got to have that softness
1: mm.
0: you know you you need yeah. the yin with the yang
1: yeah
0: a flower needs the rain to grow yeah. if you only have constant sunshine the ground goes hard and the flower does wilt so we need the rain because that's when the flower grows so even though it's beautiful flowers in the world it needs the sun but it also needs the rain
3: and and that comes down to the association bit though as well so we don't want to associate crime necessarily with weak Mm. or with strength Mm. let it just be an emotion a natural emotion that something may cause us to have Mm. so it doesn't need to be here or there I think if we can like take it away from that then if somebody cries it's not it's not a big thing Mm. so maybe that's the way because then like you saying, it works on both ends doesn't it but I think we really need to try and and this is one of my messages is to try and get people to really find what makes them happy like you Mm. say Kev find that internal happiness rather than worrying about the opinion of others because even using the stereotypes, so for an Asian family, the first thing your parents are generally concerned with is what's what's the neighbours going to say, what's the rest of my family going to say. So you're forced to go to school, you're forced to try and be a doctor, you're forced to do all these things that you may not necessarily want to do. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of I've kind of broke that stereotype in terms of I just do kind of my parents are brilliant, so I can kind of do what I want. But there's always still that bit of friction when they're worrying about what other people are going to say. Whereas my mum's now at a stage where she's realising my happiness is more important than the opinion of other people. Yeah. Mm. And if we can all just take that one little lesson there and just really have a sit down, think with yourself and think, what are the things that make me happy? You know, when yeah. do I feel most joy? Or ask yourself the question, if I had an extra hour tomorrow, how would I spend it? Or if tomorrow, you know, I didn't have to go to work out, what would I
1: do with it? That's quite interesting because I did counselling just at the beginning of this year. Mm. And actually, with, with my counsellor, she basically asked me a question on how do you feel? And you know I couldn't answer that because mm. I think yeah uh, I I don't think that way, and I think that's programming because you're always either looking back or looking forward. You program through school Why are you at school to get good grades. Why do you get good grades to get into college? There's always that forward. You get good grades at college to get a good job. Mm. You're always in that forward motion. So it's very rare you stop and you you you're there in you're that present. moment and actually think. What am I feeling? Not what, not what am I doing? What am I feeling?
2: There's always there, yeah. there's always
0: brilliant days. There's
2: always preaching of self development, but there's never any guidance towards self discovery, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. Like you just said, you you're developed to.
0: Sorry, so the ball started. Yeah. A conker just yeah. fell on the roof.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: it was a big pigeon or something.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, where was it? development. You know, you you conditioned to develop yourself in, into something, into mm. something that can earn money. Basically, mm-hmm. that's that's what yeah. it usually is. Yeah. But never to discover yourself and to find out who you are and what you're in touch with.
0: What we what we're doing, we're programmed to conform. Absolutely. That's that's what we're we're a cog in the machine. Yeah. How are you going to fit in with everyone else? Instead of being that outward finger going, well, you know what, I'm uh, I'm going to make the world's best cup. Yeah. I'm going to grow the world's best apple. I'm going to enjoy my life because I might not have much, but on that £5 that I wake a day, I'm going to go and enjoy it. I'm going to go and buy myself some Skittles. I'm going to feed the ducks. Don't feed duck skittles.
1: <laughs> but that but, happens at a young age, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you think of, I think of my son now, mm. and he had to do a project at school where, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he, he held up his sign. It said YouTuber, mm. which is great, yeah. yeah. But you, yeah. in the in the logic of it, is teaching. Of course, they're not going to follow that yeah. path, and they're going to be actually. What you need to do is have a backup plan. Yeah, you've got to be actually, a carpenter. You've yeah, got to that's be it. you've got to, you've got to be... fit into or, te- or You've got to fit into that that bracket. Funny. Actually, what end of the turn around, You know what? If you want to be a YouTuber, Absolutely. put your all into it and go and do yeah.
0: it. I remember having um, funny, a, I remember, really. a teacher come in and they, um, you know, uh, the job. You know, the people who tell you what job you're going to do. Yeah. yeah, and I was visually impaired, and I said I want to be a journalist, and they said, "Are you for real?" I said, yeah, I'm brilliant to talk. And I went, well, no, Kevin, for some of your disability and your grades, why don't you? And I said, well, I don't want to. They mm. said, but this is what you will be doing. and wow. for that, that's how we taught people. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a, a horse whisperer. Yeah. Well, in the real world, that won't pay the bills. The bills... Probably all them- nowadays. Well, <laughs> more, money yeah, make, more money you make, more money you spend... And it's not about the quality. Wealth isn't measured in money. It's measured in happiness. I heard a lovely saying once, what does God think of money? And he said, well, look at the sad bug as he gives
3: it to. True that. I just want to quickly acknowledge Lee on that as well. So he's mentioned that your son's brave enough to say I'm a YouTuber. I think that's a testament to how you've probably brought him up because one of the things I was, I was having a conversation with my younger sister, she came through and her whole her thing is like, I want to i want to change the world and she's always wanted to be a pediatrician i wonder that, where she gets that, that from then. well my mom its still in us <laughs> yeah. but in terms of like i was sitting with her one day and obviously you know the possibilities for kids nowadays is endless. Mm. they could be they could be into music they could be into youtube playing video games they, they could do anything that they truly want to do listen people are monetizing water in a bottle mm. and they're sending it to us and it's yeah. free yeah. do you know what i mean it's incredible what you can do and uh, we, were, we were speaking to her and i was trying to get her to try and do something else because i was like you don't necessarily need to be a doctor and it was weird because she didn't have the answers. Then what I realized was we haven't exposed her, and this is probably something that we I need to do more as an older brother and my family to more things. So I think if we can expose him to more things, so for instance, in your house, your son knows that hold on, there's people out there on YouTube probably making money. This is interesting.
1: In truth, I don't. It's not really about money for him. Yeah. He just likes watching just that YouTube somebody can do videos it. I enjoy it. and stand okay. there. Fantastic. You know, there's nothing. Yeah money to him I'll give you example of money I I got a a nice bonus from work I said to both my oldest Mm. children I'll give you both £200 Mm. as a treat go Mm. and spend what you want and he agonised and agonised and agonised and it's been three or four months. He still hasn't spent oh, it. Mate. He has no. I want to have kids. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my eldest, my eldest daughter, has gone. Had the phone. She, went, she went shopping and spent <laughs> yeah, it in a blow. But he's like, oh, wow. like, and to, you know, so money to him. Fantastic. It, it was just. So he's looking at something yeah. that makes him happy. Happy, exactly. And that's that's the mm. key to it. You know, we can all, you can all go out there and work hard and get a job and earn money, yeah. but actually being happy doing that there won't be many people in this world no. who are happy doing what they do.
2: I remember yeah. you, you saying that, that, you know, he held a card up and said, YouTuber. Now I was, when I was in school, it was citizenship we was in this, this lesson. I think it was year nine, or in year nine, I think. And uh, they asked you the same question, what do you want to be when you're older? And everyone's saying, oh, this, and all that, and all that. And I remember, and I remember getting laughed at so hard about it. I put on my card, popular. Yeah. Not no. knowing, not, no. not really knowing what I wanted to do, mm. you know, I didn't, didn't have no aspirations or anything to do anything, but I put popular and then fast forward 15, 16 years and I want to be a musician and a poet and someone that preaches knowledge and changes perspectives. Yeah. You know, like I've always said, you've got Drake to make you dance, so I want to make you think, mm. you know, and I think looking, like retrospectively looking back there, you know, did I feel it? I, I don't know. But there's there's an old quote, I I think it's Einstein, the story about Einstein when he was going to school and he had a letter writ. his mum had a letter writ, and said, um, basically I told him, he said, what did the letter say? He said, look, Albert, you know, there's no way they can teach him of too high a capacity of, of thinking for him to be able to teach him, boom, boom. And he grew up to be, you know, a genius. But what the letter really said was, your son is stupid, your son is this, mm. there's no way we can educate someone as stupid as him and really went to town on him. But she told him mm. the vice versa, yeah. they can't teach you, they haven't got the capacity to teach someone of your skill set.
0: We've all been up at this club, club. How, how long? And I always say to the children and the blokes and the women and every, Tom Dick and Harry comes in, I went, if I haven't explained that right, it's not your fault, yeah. it's my fault because I haven't explained it right. And that's the job of a teacher. If I don't explain it right to so, your teacher who is teaching you at the moment, isn't teaching you right, it's not your fault. It's the him for not finding the right way what of you teaching you. you?
3: Yeah. yeah, I remember you saying that to me. That's always my excuse, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my fault. <laughs> it's <your> fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's no
1: one's fault, is it really? It's just yeah. finding the way that that person learns sometimes and, and, you, and then adapting to that way.
2: I think holding us back in. Should men cry? Could yeah, went off on a little bit of a <laughs> tangent there. Yeah. I
1: think it's all connected. Yeah. It? yeah, it's yeah. all—it's
3: definitely a, yeah. all connected. You know, but I think be... we've got a unanimous answer that yeah, we should cry. We should cry. Um, obviously, I think Lee, you hit a good point as well. Obviously, be aware of your surroundings and obviously the situation. But I think if we could try and detach it from either being a weak thing or a strong thing, it's yeah. just an emotion.
1: Just being a thing. Just being a thing. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Then I, think, then I think you know, we, we take that emphasis off it and that's kind of the narrative that we want to yeah. definitely let people know what do you think
0: I think that's perfect just remember no matter what you're feeling some of the book is feeling it mm. we all feel the same things we all want to be loved We, no one wants to be embarrassed so if you're feeling it everyone else is so I think that's going to end us today yeah. and Aaron is going to take us out with a nice little quote
3: yep so you can sound confident but still have anxiety. You can look healthy but still feel like shit. You can look happy but be miserable inside. You can be good looking and feel ugly. So be kind, because every person is fighting a battle you know nothing about.
0: Until next time gang, Tararabit. Bit.
3: Listen, listen.